Hello and a warm welcome back to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. This is a place of wellness, honest chat, having wonderful conversations with amazing leading experts and also a place where I just chat to you from the heart and that is exactly what I'm going to be doing in this week's episode and I will tell you exactly why. So let me set the scene for you a little bit. At the moment, I have unwashed hair, I have no makeup on. I have my favourite comfy pink tracksuit on. Very, very comfy, but very old looking grey slippers. I'm sat in my dressing room and I'm feeling pretty rubbish. So I'll tell you exactly why. So on Tuesday, I felt amazing. I felt healthy. It was the last day of my 30s. So yesterday was my 40th birthday. And my mum and dad came up to stay. So they live in Devon and they came up because we're going to have a lovely family day yesterday for my birthday together. And when they arrived, they said, would you and Bruce like to go out for some dinner? Just the two of you, just a little sort of birthday meal. So we, of course, jumped to the chance. We don't often get opportunities to go out in the evening together. I think in the last two years, we've done it probably three or four times because we don't have a nanny and we don't have family living close by. If we have dates, we tend to slot them in to our day because we can, because we now work from home, both of us, and we can sort of decide our own hours really. And of course, as many of you know, if you follow my Instagram, then um, Bruce, who was a firefighter for 13 years, took early retirement from the fire service back in October. So he now works full time with me on the business. And as many of you guys know as well, we have a wonderful team which work with us, but everyone works from home. They work their own hours in their own time. One of the biggest things I feel most passionate about, not only for Bruce and I, but for our team as well is everyone should have the flexibility to work how they want, when they want and where they want. So that's really what we do. And that's why we have our dates during the daytime usually. But we were able to go out on Tuesday night, which was absolutely lovely. We went to a restaurant called The Botanist in Bath and it was gorgeous. I had this amazing superfood salad. It was just packed full of loads of different fruits and vegetables. I had halloumi on it. I had a side of chips. It's my favourite thing to have when I go out. An amazing big salad but a side of chips or if you're in the US you'll call them fries or french fries in the UK we often call them chips but I know if you're in the the US you call um, what we call crisp chips but anyway it was french fries so I had that and then I had three scoops of ice cream after two chocolate and a mint and a chamomile tea and it was just amazing we sat there and we chatted and we often make the rule when we have a day not to chat about business at all because we have to very much separate ourselves from that business relationship to Danielle and Bruce married couple relationship. So we made that sort of decision not to chat about that. But what we tend to do when we're out is chat a lot about the girls. So Lucia and Lily are our little girls. We had a sort of a, a, a chat about them a lot, lots of different things. Lucia's moving school next week. So that's a whole big transition for us all as a family for so many reasons. We're chatting about Lilia, lots of things going on with her as well. Of course, she's only five. So she's navigating her way through being in school and understanding the way the world works. So as a mum, I'm basically worried about them 24-7. And Bruce and I just had that time and space to talk about them. But we 
also talked about lots of other things as well. We talked about holidays we'd like to go on. We talked about podcasts we've been listening to. So we realised that we do actually have things in, in common that aren't the business of children. But anyway, it was a lovely night. And we came back probably about nine o'clock. So we went out pretty early, about 6.30. And I had another chamomile tea. I had my magnesium, said goodnight to my mum and dad and went to bed. Felt completely fine and had a good night's sleep. So before I go to bed, I have like a little routine that I do. So... I had my magnesium. I also always have a powdered magnesium and that was recommended to me by my doctor who gave me my iron infusion last year. She did tests on all of my vitamins and minerals and she worked out that my magnesium was lower than it should be. So um, though I was taking magnesium, I was taking a tablet form and now I take it in a powder form. I take it just before bed and it's got chamomile in this as well and it really helps with sleep. So I always have that. And then I, I always get my glass of mineral water and I put it by the side of my bed and I also cut a lemon in half and just put that on a plate by the side of my bed as well. And I always used to get up first thing in the morning, boil a kettle and then put that into a cup and then put half water in it that's cold and then squeeze my lemon. But I found, crazy enough, in that transition between bed and getting down to the kitchen, so many things distracted me. And I say so many things, two little things, Lucia and Lilia, obviously not distracting me, but it meant that actually sometimes I'd go half an hour or an hour without hydrating myself at all. So I've got into the habit now of having room temperature water and I squeeze in both halves of the lemon the minute my alarm goes off or the minute I naturally wake up or the minute the girls call me, whichever it will be. I squeeze that in and I drink that straight away. So I've got into the habit in the evening of just putting that by the side of my bed so it's there. So I did that. I then put my couple of drops of lavender either side of my pillow and I use the Sleep and Glow pillow as I know many of you guys know which is amazing because it has these like little cutouts either side. So if you're a side sleeper like me it just stops your face getting all crinkled and wrinkled during the night. By the way with that one if you want to code it's a face yoga 10 so the number 10 face yoga 10 all lowercase and then you get a discount off that pillow if you want to try it. I definitely would recommend it, particularly if you find that when you wake up in the morning, you have sort of lines or creases on your skin. So anyway, I put my lavender there got myself all sort of ready for bed. Um, I always have an eye mask. Sometimes I wear earplugs. My husband doesn't snore massively, but he does snore a little bit. So I have those by the side of my bed if I need them as well. Sometimes I'll lay out a journal or crystal. But anyway, I went to bed and I slept completely fine. I woke up naturally at six o'clock in the morning and I felt like I had been hit by a bus. I had the worst sore throat, worst headache. My ears were completely blocked. I felt achy through my whole body. I just felt completely fatigued. And the minute I woke up, and you know that feeling, and I know so many of you would have felt this before, that feeling of like whoosh, and you just wake up and it takes you completely by surprise. There was absolutely no indication that I was going to feel unwell. I wasn't feeling particularly tired. You know, sometimes you get like a little bit of a scratchy throat, something like that. Felt horrendous. And obviously, as soon as I sort of registered that I felt horrendous, I also registered it's my 40th birthday today. And all these thoughts went through my head, most of them being okay, so I'm not going anywhere today. I am not going to be going out for this day out that we have planned. So there's a beautiful village 
quite close to where I live in Bath, called Laycock. Now, Laycock, they filmed many of the scenes from Harry Potter, many of the um, the school scenes from the films at Laycock. So it's very famous for that. It's also like a beautiful, if I describe it as like chocolate box, sort of postcard worthy English village. So it's really, really beautiful. So we had the plan to go there to eat lunch in the pub there, do a walk around the village. And the village is so cute and so picturesque. And the nice little thing about the village is that loads of people that live in the houses, they obviously know that lots of tourists go there. So they make things, a little craft things, or they bake things. And you can get, for example, like a little cake or a little flapjack, and you can just put some money in a box. And it's all done on trust and it's so beautiful. So you can do that. So we would walk around the village and then we would go in the National Trust um, house and garden there. And they often have trails, particularly in half term for the kids. So you go around and you find certain things. So we had this whole day planned. But I knew the moment I woke up that I wouldn't be doing this. And I just turned around and I said to Bruce, Bruce, I just feel so ill. I'm not going anywhere today. So he got up, he got the kids up. And then when my mum and dad woke up, he was sleeping downstairs. He said, I presume he said, you know, Danielle's too ill to be able to do anything today. We can't go anywhere. So the girls were obviously hugely excited. And particularly Lilia, when it is somebody's birthday, for her, it's the best thing in the world. So her birthday's bigger than 10 Christmases put together. Like she, she talks about her birthday, which is in June, every day, multiple times a day, what she would like for a present, what she's going to wear, who's coming to her party, what her party is like. She's already planned about four parties and invited various members of her class. And these parties, by the way, don't even exist. So as well as being super excited about her own party she and own birthday, she is super excited about other people's as well. And particularly mine, she knew it was my 40th birthday. So she had spent probably about 30 minutes the night before planning her outfit and she said mummy what's the theme for your party and I thought oh my goodness I don't have a theme so I just had to think on the spot because Lily won't accept the answer of no theme because when you're five there has to be a theme so I just said sparkles so she spent about half an hour planning her sparkly outfit for this so once she put on her sparkly outfit, in she comes with Lucia and Bruce with my presents and my card. Now, I knew what my present was going to be anyway. I knew they bought me a few little surprises, but my present was membership to a really nice gym and spa that's really close to the girls' schools. And I knew that rather than having like a material thing, this would be amazing to do because it meant that I could go and work out because I really feel called lately to just do a bit more strength work for my body. So I do my yoga and Pilates and I do integrate strength into that. But I just felt really called to want to go back into a gym environment, particularly after the last two years. I think because I've changed all my business, so I'm at home working from home completely and I do all of my exercise at home, bar my daily walks where obviously I'm going outside in nature, but everything is very much home-based for me. And I just felt called to just be in a bit more environment where other people are. 
And this gym is quite small anyway, so it's not like there's loads of people in there. But it also has a gorgeous spa with a, lots of different heat rooms. So two different saunas, steam room, salt room, ice room. It has a lovely outdoor warm sort of jacuzzi type pool, indoor swimming pool, which is amazing. It means I can take the girls swimming there. They both love going swimming. So I knew that that was my present. I was super excited about that. But the girls like to choose little things to me. So they chose them like little jewellery in a jewellery shop for me and come running in. And I'm, I remember this is only probably 24 hours ago now. So it already shows that I'm slightly better for what I was feeling then, which actually I just realised, which is a, which is a good thing. I just remember opening it all and just really not caring. And that sounds really awful, particularly when people have put loads of effort into your presence. But I just thought, I really don't care. I just need to lay my head back down on the pillow. Anyway, so I opened the presents. I said, thank you to the girls and everything. And then I just said to them, you're going to have to just go out and enjoy today without me. And I know that everyone felt really sad about that. And the girls were saying, mummy, it's your birthday party. We want you to come to Laycock and have the birthday lunch. And I said, girls, it's fine. And the reason it's fine is for lots of reasons. Number one, I am so grateful and so blessed. I have my family in the house with me. And even though I was feeling unwell, I knew and I know still, because I'm still feeling pretty unwell, to be honest, that it's temporary and it will pass and it's nothing serious. It's a virus of some kind, but I'll get onto that bit in a minute. And also, I just thought to myself, I have got lots of birthday celebrations. So when I knew I was turning 40, everyone said, are you going to have a party? And I said, do you know what? I don't think I really want a big party. I just find that quite anxiety provoking to be honest to have a huge big party with everyone you know and it's all about that one evening I just wanted to do lots of little things with lots of different people so already I went on a really nice night away at a spa with one of my friends and I also have had two nights in Exeter at one of my other friends houses with two of our other friends so there's four of us and we went out and we went dancing until one o'clock in the morning now I haven't danced till one in the morning since well last time I was a dance floor was almost exactly two years ago so just before the pandemic struck and we went out but I remember we had a babysitter um, and it was my birthday and we had to be home by 11 o'clock so I think I went on a dance floor for like 10 minutes but prior to that I think it was probably a year and a half before that two years so I'm saying three to four years since I've gone out and really just had a good dance so I love that. It just felt amazing. It felt liberating. Now, I don't drink alcohol at all. I haven't drank alcohol since I was 22. So it wasn't about going out and drinking. It was just about going out and dancing and having fun with my friends. So I'd already had that, which was amazing. And then on Sunday, so last Sunday just gone, we took the girls up to London and the girls haven't been to London since they were tiny. Now, bear in mind, in a car, we only live two hours away from central London. On a train, it's 90 minutes. So we live so close to London. But we just haven't been there during the pandemic. Now, prior to the pandemic, I used to go to London ooh, at least once a month, definitely from sort of middle of 2019 going backwards, probably at least five to 10 years before that, I would go that frequently. And I'd go for loads of reasons. So I used to see clients in Harley Street doing one-to-one face yoga sessions. I would do events up there. I would do speaking gigs, obviously about face yoga. I would talk at shows. I would do TV work. I would do interviews with media, all that stuff. 
And actually, I made the transition from doing that nearer the end of 2019 because I wanted to move most of what I did online. Um, I still do some TV and media work, which I love doing. And actually, I'm sort of delving into a little bit more whether I want to do a bit more of that again or not. And that's something I'm thinking about. And actually, my gut is saying... I probably do. Well, I definitely do. <laughs> I definitely want to do more TV stuff. I think it's good just to put it out to the universe. I do want to do that. It's where I really thrive, where I really enjoy it. But anyway, I'd made the decision end of 2019 to move everything online. So I just wasn't going into London. So I hadn't been there, but the girls just definitely hadn't been there. And I just thought, how crazy is it that we live that close to the capital city of our country and one of the most famous cosmopolitan cities in the entire world? And we're just not taking them there. So we decided because it was my birthday, we would do a little trip up there. And I won't go into the whole story about London, but because both Bruce and I own electric cars now, and because both our electric cars have got about 100 miles on them, it took us a long time because we had to charge a lot. And I say charge a lot because when you're going fairly fast, so anything over 50 miles an hour, that 100 miles doesn't last for 100 miles. So it's not like you get 100 miles, you get to London, which is about 100 miles away, you charge up and you come back. It's a lot more complicated than that. And loads of the charging places between here and London had massive queues or they were really slow charges. So it took us a long, long time to get there. But we did do a lovely little sort of kids bus tour around London, which kids really loved. And I took the girls into Harrods and took them around the toy department in Harrods, which if you don't know Harrods, it's a massive, massive, amazing department store. Very, very famous in the UK and around the world, I believe. So we'd done that as well. And we'd had that as a birthday celebration. So I was saying to the girls, look, it doesn't matter. You know, I've had so many birthday celebrations and actually I've got more to come over the coming weeks and then into March as well. Lots of different celebrations with lots of different people. So it really, really didn't matter. So they went off and they had their day. And Bruce said it was a little bit subdued. You know, obviously everyone felt just like it was something missing on my 40th birthday, going for my 40th birthday day out without me. But they had a nice time and they came back and the girls were dying to do my birthday cake. I was still in bed, still couldn't move, but they gave me my birthday cake and I had a little slice of that, which was lovely. So I'm still feeling pretty rubbish now, to be honest with you. I was meant to have a guest this afternoon and I'm really excited about that guest. I'm actually chatting to her now on Monday for next week's episode. And I know you're going to absolutely love that. But I thought rather than have to sort of spruce myself up to have a nice chat to a guest, why don't I just get my mic out today and chat to you guys and give you a little bit of a life update about everything. So that's what I'm doing. Now, I definitely feel a little bit better than I did yesterday morning, which is really good. And I have taken lateral flow COVID tests. So yesterday and today, and both of them have shown negative so far. But I am also aware that I've only had symptoms for 24 hours. And sometimes people don't show positive on tests for three, four days after. But either way, I'm staying away from people and I'm resting. So that's all I can do. And I am doing as many sort of healing things as I can. Now, turning 40, let's talk about that. So I have had quite a lot of people ask me over the last few months, how do you feel about turning 40? And usually my answer is excited because I really am. And I took some time just to reflect on this. I just did what I do when I'm really sort of tuning in or wanting an answer on something. And I just went deep within and said, 
Danya, how do you feel about leaving one decade and going into another decade? And I felt really empowered. I felt really excited. And I felt like this is where I should be, exactly where I should be in this moment of time. And I definitely feel, well, I've always felt like I'm very much an old soul. So I do feel like I've had multiple, multiple lifetimes before. I do feel like my soul has lived on earth many, many times before. And I've always felt at most ages in some ways older than I am. And I've always felt like my age is fluid. I guess that's the way to say it, really. So I remember as even as a child and even as a teenager, feeling in some ways much, much older than I was, but feeling in some ways that I wasn't and just feeling like an age or a number is really hard for me to feel and define. You know, like some people say, oh, I still feel 21. Well, I don't still feel 21. I just feel like as I get older, I'm able to honour my soul more and more and more. And I think I struggled with that as a child and definitely as a teenager, really struggled with being certain ages and almost going through the motions of being that age and doing what I guess society expects you to do or say or be and being quite torn about that really. Whereas what I'm feeling now is I can really settle into what and who I am at a very deep soul level. And it doesn't mean I don't go through difficult human experiences. I mean, at the moment, going through a physical illness with a virus is a difficult human experience. Seeing everything that's come to light today in the news is a difficult human experience to get your head around and understand. But what I really am stepping into now, and this is what I'm really excited to step into even more in my 40s, is just being at peace at a soul level and able to separate myself as a human body, a human shell from my soul a little bit and just seeing that I'm a human being going through human experiences, but at a soul level, I'm at peace and I'm happy and I'm ageless there, really. So that's how I feel. And I feel also like now in my 40s, I am going to really, truly show the full me. And I think I've been doing that the last couple of years, to be honest. I think the pandemic was a major shift, a major shift in energies, in paradigms, in lots and lots of things for many, many people. And I feel like I've been showing more and more who I am at a very deep level and really feeling comfortable with that. And I know as I go into my 40s, I'm going to do that even more so, really just make decisions in a very soul-centred way, really tuning into that gut instinct, that inner knowing, that higher self. And last year, there was a few things that I did that I did purely to please other people, to be honest, because I thought that that's what I should do for people I know, but also people I didn't know. And That took me into a really difficult space for a few weeks mentally. And that's really unusual for me to say because I'm usually very mentally resilient and mentally strong. Although I am a highly sensitive person, 
I don't find that I have massive big swings from very, very high to very, very low. I do have little ups and downs throughout the day and very in tune with my emotions. I feel things deeper than maybe a lot of other people do. But I definitely had a point where I felt lower than I probably ever had in my life. And that was probably about October last year. And I think it was just a massive, massive awakening for me. I think sometimes you have to go through what's called that magic dark, or I know some people call it the dark night of the soul, where you really go to one of your deepest, darkest places. But from that, you have a sense of awakening and a sense of understanding who you're meant to be and what you're meant to be. And I think I really, really went through that. So though that was a really difficult month, for lots of reasons. I feel like I've learned so much from it. One of the things I know I've learned from it is just feeling like I can be myself and really show myself in my personal life, in business, and just stop asking permission and stop worrying about what people think of me. Now, this will be a daily challenge for me because, of course, I'm a highly sensitive person. I'm an empath. I think about other people a lot. I take on other people's emotions a lot. I take on the heaviness of the world a lot. I want to help and please people a lot. But I feel like with every day that goes past in my 40s, I'm going to really embrace not only the highly sensitive person and the empath and being really kind and understanding and lovely to other people, but I can also exist within that in a place of pleasing myself and doing what is right for me. So I really do feel like it's a a really exciting time in my 40s. And if I was to really sort of delve deep and think, is there anything negative that I'm feeling about being in my 40s? I think the only thing that occurred to me when I thought about that, and I thought about that before I recorded this podcast, was that within what I do, and let's take even the face yoga side out of it, let's just talk about being in the public eye. So being on camera, whether it be through YouTube or through social media or through TV work or whatever it might be, there is almost a full documentation of me at least once a week for at least the last 10 years, probably 15 years of of being on camera. And I know that over the next 10 years and over the next 15 years, my appearance will continue to change. Now, I believe that I will age really well and I will age healthily because not even because of face yoga, you know, that's almost too cliche to say. It will be, of course, with face yoga, but just because I take care of myself at a deep level and I know that that's what's going to make the biggest difference. And when I say I'm going to age well, I don't mean I'll have no lines and wrinkles. I don't say that, oh, my skin's going to look perfect forever. My body's going to look amazing forever. I just feel like I will be the healthiest, strongest version of myself. And I guess that it just feels sometimes, if you do go into that fear point of view, knowing that people can really look at exactly how I've aged over the last 15 years, they can trace it back very, very easy. You know, you would just go back to videos that I did on TV 10 years ago or 15 years ago. And I know lots of people say, oh, Danielle, you haven't changed. And that's so lovely. And I take that massively as a compliment. But of course, there's people that say the complete opposite as well. And I don't mind this. It really doesn't bother me. But I know my face will continue to change. But 
I think the other thing is that I've also, in a realm of face yoga, so lots of people that see themselves on camera or on TV every day, um, and I know many, many of these people, and I would say that probably 90% of those people that I see doing a similar public eye role have some sort of invasive injection, such as Botox or fillers or plastic surgery of some kind. And as you guys know, I'm not opposed to this in any way at all. I absolutely think, particularly in this day and age, we are incredibly lucky to have freedom of choice, to be able to choose exactly how we look, exactly how we feel, and really just take responsibility over who we are. So I've got nothing against people that do that. But I guess that when I go again into my deepest fears, and I really have to search for this. This isn't how I'm feeling on a on a daily or minutely basis by any means. But when I go to that place of fear, the fear is, of course, that because I don't do those more invasive treatments, I am compared to people my age who have done that or people older that have done that as well, you know, and people say, oh, you know, she she looks older than her age or whatever they may say. And I think, well, it's because I haven't done those things and I won't do those things. So I guess there's a little bit of that fear, but really that is just overridden massively, massively by just feeling really good about who I am at a soul level. And actually there's nothing wrong with ageing. I read a really interesting Instagram post the other day. It's like a little meme and I wish I remembered it exactly, but it's, it was about turning 40 and it was about people saying, oh, she looks so good for 40. How do you do it? And it basically said that it's people say that to people that have turned 40 for one reason. And that is because society has made us feel like 40 is old. And if you look good, quote unquote, at 40 then you're doing something amazing or it's gone really well. And the same even at 50 or 60, you know, society almost teaches us as soon as you go past 30, if you look good after that, then that's great. But actually, like this Instagram post was saying, let's just get rid of that. Let's get rid of thinking you're youthful if you're sort of under 30 and then you're not youthful if you're over 40. So... Yeah, it's a really interesting one. I'm excited. I'm really excited about turning 40. It feels good to me. And, you know, I have fears, of course. And like I said, my fears are that I'm in the public eye and people criticise me and I'm compared against people that have had invasive surgeries and the fact that I'm the face yoga expert. So not only are people seeing my face without anything intrusive in it that's helping it to chemically look young, but people are looking at my skin even more so than perhaps you would see someone that's on camera that's talking about oh, let me think, fishing. Let's say fishing. I don't know why that came to my head. <laughs> say I was a fishing expert. <laughs> That's so random. Say I was a fishing expert. People probably wouldn't even be looking at my skin. You know, yes, there would still be people who were criticised, of course, particularly if I was on camera on a weekly basis, but they wouldn't be looking at it with such scrutiny as they do when you're a face yoga expert, because of course you're talking about the skin and you're talking about reducing lines and wrinkles and looking younger. So people are wanting me to look like that. But interesting, a friend said to me, turning 40 is going to be so good for your face yoga. <laughs> and I said, why? And she said, because when you're 25 and teaching it, 
people are just going to think you're 25 and you just look good because you're 25. But now you're 40, people are going to think, well, face yoga does work because she's 40 and she looks good, which I found quite funny because that almost is exactly what that meme on Instagram was saying, you know, that in society's head, 40 is old. And if you look good for 40, then it's something magical, amazing going on. But actually, maybe she's got a point there. Maybe it's, it sort of shows that face yoga is more beneficial the older I get. And, you know, I hope that I am teaching people face yoga when I'm 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, and even 100. I mean, I have a goal to live until I'm 100. So, you know, if I can still be teaching wellness yoga, face yoga then, then I will be very, very happy. So I guess I just want to finish this podcast by saying a huge, huge thank you to all of you that listened to it and for making it feel such a safe space for me where I can really talk fully, fully from the heart. And I just love chatting to guests as well. So I always love hearing from you what you love me chatting to guests about, what guests do you want on this year? You know, that's always really interesting for me to hear as well. And also let me know about how you feel about getting older as well. I did an Instagram post on getting older about two months ago and someone messaged me and said, there's nothing good about getting older. You're forgotten. You will not be fertile anymore. Therefore, no man will fancy you and your business won't do as well because people want to see useful people selling things. And I just messaged back saying, I feel so happy and blessed for every year that I get older. And that's exactly how I feel. I feel so blessed because it is such a privilege to age. There are many, many people that don't, let's face it, even get as far as getting out the womb. Some people don't get through childhood. Some people don't get through their 20s, 30s. Some people don't make it to their 40s. So I am incredibly blessed. I have two beautiful children. I have a lovely husband. I have lots of friends and family. And I have this amazing platform to chat to you guys and through face yoga in general to help and inspire millions of people around the world. So I feel incredibly blessed. And even if I had none of that, I would still feel excited for becoming 40 because it is a new era, a new decade, a fresh start, a new chance for helping, inspiring and just really making a difference to people's lives. And that's what I hope to do. So thank you again, everyone. And I will chat to you again next week. Take care. Lots of love. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.